0: The Realist Real Estate Podcast Out. You're now listening to the Rhythm of Real Estate Podcast with your host, DeAndre Levite. Jeez, this guy's really into real estate. Real estate, huh? What do you think about the market, huh? Well, if you look at the absorption rate and compare that to year over year in emerging markets, and then compare that to the economic indicators such as job growth, you get a real clear picture. Jeez, this guy's really into real estate. So from what I'm seeing out there, there's a lot of opportunities still left to be had. I mean, it's not like all the opportunities gone and gone away. I would say that it's important right now that people just not be scared. We're in such an economic climate that really we need to be ambitious and rambunctious and go for it right now. I mean, interest rates are down year over year. The Fed it just came out and it looks like we're actually gonna be on a rate decrease instead of increase. Now, I mean, that's good and bad, we'll talk about both, but the most important part of that is finding the leverage point, right? So we talked about leverage in the past, and those interest rates coming down just makes money cheaper, which makes it a lot more affordable to actually start getting into real estate or growing your portfolio. So it definitely helps with access. I mean, the Fed, they did a whole 180-degree turnaround from just six months ago. I don't know if you remember in December they were talking about possibly four rate hikes this year. And we haven't seen one rate hike. Instead, we've seen prices come down to a um, uh, rates that we hadn't seen in over two years or so so we're we're now looking really good on the rate side of things and my suspicion is that you know everyone's happy right now everyone's smiley face and happy and you know excited about uh, just having access and you know getting a better deal but I really want to tell people as much as I say don't be scared do be cautious because you know you have to ask ask yourself what does the Fed see that we don't see? What is going on in those backdoor meetings and those private offices inside of the Fed in that think tank that is controlling those decisions? Right? What's happening there? Why are they suddenly so eager to lower rates? Well, if we look at the way the economy works and the way basic economies work all over the world, We have uh, what's called supply and demand, right? So uh, now no realtor out there in most parts of the country are going to tell you that there's any shortage of demand, right? I mean, we have buyers up the wazoo. It's the supply that we're having a problem with, right? So my suspicion is one of two. I can go sinister and I can go... Very, very optimistic, and I'll give you both right now. So the sinister point of view is that, hey, listen, we're headed for an economic explosion like we've never seen before. Now, there's data to support that on both sides. I'm not the the economist that's going to make the decision for you, but what I will say is, like I said earlier, be cautious, right? And the reason I say that is because Yes, we have great economic numbers thanks to the work that the Obama administration did in both terms to kind of get us out of that last big rut. And uh, the economy's turned around in a great way. But some of the things that I'm sure the Fed is considering right now is the economic turmoil between nations. Uh, we got Uh, The tariffs that are going on between the U.S. and Mexico, U.S. and China, we even have U.S. and India now. I mean, countries are just basically lining up to get the tariffs smacked on them. And we got a president who's lining us up for isolation in the world, right? So the Fed is doing its, its job in maintaining the fire that this president is putting up. And, um, you know, as a real estate guy, I can understand why he's making some of the decisions he's making for the real estate business, not for the country. But this is not a politics or political podcast. So I'll spare you on my opinions there. But what I will say is that uh, from the standpoint of the Fed, right, if it's possible to keep people spending money, and make it easier for people to access money at this current time then it makes a lot of sense for the greater outlook of the country because as those tariffs hit and uh, things become more expensive right the first thing to go generally is your biggest ambition right so you know you think about it you you hit the lottery right and you have 500 grand to spend so you look at it, you have 500 grand cash, and it's, and you're like, you know, I'm gonna go put down money on a house. But what happens when inflation sets in, and that that car note that had, or, or the, your car, something happens, and now a repair that would have cost you know a couple hundred bucks is now almost a thousand bucks because all the parts that the car needs are coming from China and. Uh, The only other options that you have are some of the dealer direct parts. And the dealer direct parts, I mean, if you drive a car and you go to the dealership, you know the premiums that you're going to pay. Now, sure, 500 grand feels like a lot, but you have that happen. And then you have a bunch of other small little things happen. And before you know it, instead of thinking about getting that big house and those investment properties, you're just thinking, you know what, maybe I got to, scale back my dream, right? And so the Fed is trying to inflate the dream, the American dream that we so hard and so strongly fight for. So that's one of my sinister looks on what the Fed is doing now, my optimistic look on what is happening right now. And again, it could be either, it could be all, it could be none, I really don't know. But what I will say is what I can read into the news. And as you know, that's, uh, that's all we can do, right? So my optimistic look on things, really with why the Fed would decrease rates at this point, is really to solve a problem that is really, really, really hindering the, the growth and causing a lot of stagnation in the real estate market. So when we came out of the last uh, real estate bubble, it was very, very traumatizing for many people. I mean, I still have clients today that are just about there where they can uh, finally, after having gone through the seven years of depression, which uh, comes with the bankruptcies and the foreclosures, and then spending a few more years to save some money, and then getting the courage and confidence to go out there and buy another house after taking real estate courses and sitting down with guys like me to educate them on smart decision-making, going through financial courses, and really doing everything they can to be prepared for this step again, we have a problem, guys. There are tons of people, generally the older crowd, 50 to 70 years old plus, who will not move right? These are the people who got into their starter home, they bought a home, um, you know, and just never moved. They, they raised their family and they never moved. And so that inventory is just dead inventory in the market. Nobody can buy it because they're not trying to sell it. But we always have the value of real estate comes from the limit of space, right? So the, the location, obviously, but the value itself It comes from the sense of knowing that there are they're not making any more land, right? They'll make more Coca-Cola, and they'll make more of these other products that are not sponsoring me, so I will not say their names. Coke isn't either, but hey, they got me. Um, But they'll make more of those all day, every day. But they're not going to make any more land, right? So these people who are not moving, a lot of them are actually saying that the reason they're choosing not to move is just a sense of fear a sense of comfort and a sense of it not making much financial sense right because well the fear they saw what happened to all their friends and relatives a few years ago i mean just a few years ago anybody who remembers anything anything like that it it comes to the front of your mind as soon as someone says 2008 you the first thing you think of is doom and gloom well These same people are now looking at what happened to their friends and families and seeing them uh, go through the struggle and have all that issue, and they are not really eager to move up. Buy a bigger house, right, because these are probably the people who, uh, the, the the told you so crew, right, who looked at their friends and family, who got the big house and uh, then parked the big car in it and only to see four or five years later the house go, the car and the repo truck, and they're like, you know what, I'm sticking to my fundamentals. It got me this far. And honestly, I can't blame those people, right? I mean, could you blame them? It's It's... Terrible what happened to families all over the country and all because of greed from bankers, which we ended up having to pay back, right? It's ridiculous. So I understand where they're coming from. Just want you to get into their mindset. But because they have that particular mindset, we have to understand that if they don't move, then the younger people, right, the people who are coming up out of high school, going into college, the people who have graduated college and grad school and all the younger crowd, the millennials, are really suffering in finding inventory. So you have different tiers, right? Every every few years, every 10 years or so, uh, the new milestones, if you will, in life. And one of the milestones that used to really mark adulthood in America was purchasing your first home, but as just with the baby boomer crowd, once they got old enough, they all went out and bought houses and that did wonders for the economy. Unfortunately, those same people now are not creating the space, right, that is needed for the generation behind them to do that. So we have a shortage of inventory and I suspect that the Fed is trying to address those three concerns by keeping the, the rates low. Why do I say that? Well, a lot of these people who did buy homes during the uh, the era of no no money down, uh, no no background check, no credit check, no job, no cares, just buy it, take it. We don't care, right? During that time frame, people were so eager to buy properties that they did not consider their financial ability to maintain the property, let alone actually read the details of the loan that they were uh, acquiring. So why do I say that? Because that has caused a huge amount of anxiety when it comes to the process of getting a loan and really understanding your finances. So these people that are not moving who've been in their houses for 10, 20, 30, 40 years, right? They and I'm talking specifically about the starter homes, the condos, uh not your big sprawling estates or anything like that. In fact, what we need to do is get them to move in that direction and uh I believe the fed is working on that. So what I'm what I'm getting at is their financial insecurities are playing out in the market right now they're locked in on their rates they have a rate that will require that won't require them to move or do anything extraordinary and at the other end of the of the spectrum because they're not moving and so many people want to buy their house you have their value of their home increasing year over year month after month so they're very paper rich and in this country Specifically, paper rich is the facade that allows people to play rich in reality. And what do I mean by that? Well, if on paper you purchased a home 10 years ago and you spent 150 grand on it, you you spent 150 grand on the house 10 years ago. Now, because of inflation, because of market growth, and then the growing amount of speculation and demand for your home, today on paper if you were to sell that home, you could sell it for 500 grand, 550 grand. Now you have a $400,000 spread. So on paper, yes, you do have $400,000. However, if you do not sell that property, you do not have anything. And that's the part that many people in that generation aren't realizing. They're banking their retirement on their homes. They're banking their longevity on their homes based on the value of today, not realizing that that value is only a value if sold today. Now, a lot of people don't Realize that even with net worth, it's the same thing. You look at your favorite musicians or actors or your favorite businessman, even, and it says, oh, this guy's worth a billion bucks. Well, but he doesn't have a billion dollars. What they do is they accumulate all of the paper money and the value of that money or the value of that, those assets in today's currency based on the market rates and what they believe the person could get for those assets but if they don't sell those assets they don't have anything right perfect example when we did go through this financial crisis many people bought their homes and they saw the right the prices going up right going up and up and up and they got Really excited, and they felt good, and they were like, you know what, my house is now worth an extra hundred grand. I'm just gonna go ahead to the bank and take fifty grand out and buy a Cadillac. I don't know why I said it like that, but they're buying a Cadillac. Anyway, they buy the Cadillac. They're driving around. They're having a good time. They got fifty more grand in the in the in the house. They got a few grand in the bank, but who cares? The house is balling. And then here comes a downturn. Oh, and what happens during the downturn? the house value goes down. So now they're upside down. Have you ever heard the term in water? Yeah, well, their house is all in water. They're deep in it, knee deep with no boots on. I'm talking they are getting it bad. Still got the Cadillac, though, and they're driving, and they're moving, and they're grooving, but now instead of driving that Cadillac for joy rides, they're driving that Cadillac to the second job. Yeah, they're driving that Cadillac to a second job to make up the money that the mortgage won't be able to afford because now they have no money in the bank and the house is worthless or worth less than what they thought it was. And it, then they can't keep it month after month. You know how the story goes. Sooner or later, they get the letter in the mail. The investors get noticed that they've got notice and you're getting calls from We Buy Ugly Houses or whoever, trying to buy your house for next to nothing, and you have to sell because you have no options. So what I'm saying to the older crowd is you got to strike while the iron is hot. And now the iron is cooling off. You can look at markets all over the country. And prices are falling. People cannot keep up with these ridiculous prices. You still have very, very ambitious people who are willing to pay top dollar. But that top dollar is less than it was six months ago. And I predict that it's going to be less than it is today, six months from now. So what does that mean? You have the window of opportunity. This is the time to take your, your profits Right. Every every person who purchases real estate, if you know my philosophy, you're a real estate investor if you own real estate. I don't care if you intended to be one or not. If you purchase property, you are officially a real estate investor and it behooves you to act like it. So every investor has an exit strategy before they even open the door. They know exactly how they're getting out of that thing. Seven years, 10 years, buy and hold for X amount of years, see a certain amount of inflation or appreciation and get out. Right. So that's what I would suggest. Uh, that the Fed is trying to do on the optimistic side, really nudge people and say, hey, listen, this money is cheap. Your house is expensive. Sell the house. Get another great rate on another house that you love. Use that money to maintain your life and just live better so everyone else can get a chance. If you don't move, then we can't move. And unfortunately for the, the millennial generation, we already have enough things stacked up against us. Housing does not need to be one of them. So, sorry, I get a little passionate about this because it's so important that people know the rhythm of the real estate market. They got to keep beating the drum. It's like an orchestra. It, no matter how good each instrument sounds on its own, if you don't play with the whole orchestra, and the Fed being the conductor trying to get you to play your part, then we sound like boo-boo. So anyway, prices are at an all-time high. It's time to make that happen. Uh, I would say, obviously, the Johnny-come-lately speculator investors are still out there. Uh, and I, I call them lately because I, I really feel like they missed – a large portion of the profit margin. Now, are there still deals out there? Of course, there are still a ton of deals. I look at deals every day, some great deals, majority of them, I can't even, I can't even fill up my gas tank after I sell these things. So I'm not interested in the Johnny come lately guys, but hey, you know what? In every market, there are those people who will overpay for assets to be in the game. And listen, if that's your strategy, just don't bring it over here. Other than that, um, you have scared but cautious old, home, old homeowners who are just holding on to a dream, a feeling, um, a, a security blanket, whatever it may be. Uh, but I, I really believe that it's on the younger generation to start inspiring people and making them knowledgeable about what they should and, sh- and need to be doing to make this happen uh, you know, buy your 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 house, or if you don't feel like buying a house, if that's not the thing for you, there are a lot of senior communities. There are other towns you can live further in the suburbs. There are so many options, but you have to move. That's that's the bottom line. If you don't move, prices are gonna go up, and then what's gonna happen is all of the the buyers are just gonna say, you know what? I'm going to explore other markets. I have a client who just, we're, we're in Boston. He just went and bought a place in Maine. Hey, it's happening, right? We have commuter rails up that go up there or Amtrak trains that go up there. You can get into Boston in 45 minutes. Why not? I'm not waiting around for you for my life. And you shouldn't wait around for yours. Don't wait all day. Sell the house while it's worth something more than you paid for it. And let's move on. And the last reason I think that prices are Uh, at all-time highs, are this uh, new election cycle. So investors are being a little bit cautious. They're pumping the brakes. And I think that's creating a lane for the traditional buyer, the one who's just looking to buy a home for their family, not really thinking about it as an investment to earn cash flow um, or anything like that. We'll have an investment conversation very soon, and we'll talk a lot about... um, different aspects of, of the investment business as it pertains to real estate and cash flow would definitely be a big part of that. So I suggest you look into it if you don't know what it is and when we do discuss that, you'll be ready for the conversation. So my suggestions, at least from here on, from what I can see right now, uh, just like um, you could see in other markets, uh, especially the commodities market, buy gold, Right now, buy real estate, but buy at a really, really good price, a uh, fair and reasonable price if you're an investor. Um, you want to make sure that you're finding exceptional deals. Why? Because we don't know when this thing's going to switch. I mean, it looks like we have a few more months, maybe six months, who knows. But we don't know when this thing's going to switch and we don't want to get caught. You remember that game when you were a kid, uh, musical chairs going round and round. We don't know when the music's going to stop. So we do want to be cautious enough to know that we have a plan A, B, and C on our hands. So for investors, find exceptional deals. For all other people out there, especially if you already own a home, go buy your dream home. All right? Stop living in the home that you bought and you don't really. Just go buy your dream home, the one you wanted, the one you really wanted. And if you're in the home you wanted, go find another one. All right? Another one that's a little bigger or a little better. Or a little further, there's something that's changed in your life. Everything isn't the same. Your kids are not there, or you don't want them there. So go sell your house. Give them some money as a down payment to buy the house you own. Do something smart, all right? Let's talk about this. If you need some strategies, I'm your guy. My name is DeAndre LaVarity. I'm serious, and I'm very, very passionate about making real estate a tool for people to use to be Improving their lives daily. We think about real estate as a long term thing, but it's a daily thing. I mean, if you're happy 365 days out of the year with your living space, your life is getting better every day. So that's what I want you to do. You can always give me a call, go to my website, deandrelavarity.com, or just shoot me an email d at deandreleverity.com. If you want to talk real estate business specifically with me, uh, shoot me an email on the company website, invest at current, C-U-R-R-E-N-T-R-E-G, that's current R-E-G for realestategroup.com. And I'll be happy to sit down, talk with anybody about anything in any market. I'm very well connected and versed in what's going on, so let's talk about it. Uh, next time we're going to talk about this build to rent market because that is blowing up it's a rush all the money is headed in that direction you need to know what's going on if you're going to be investing in real estate and if you're going to be spending some money on real estate even if you're going to be renting real estate you need to know what's going on in this build to rent market and why it's so important and why so much money is flowing in that direction so let's talk about it you know my motto let's stay current Current Real Estate, DeAndre LaVarity, Rhythm of Real Estate. I'll talk to you soon.